that you mention it. Yeah. that you mentioned it podcast with kevin and dane i'm dane i'm kevin bro so direct deposit is always such a letdown <laughs> why <laughs> because because i always convince myself after the two-week period like when i actually get the direct deposit and open my bank app and and see what has been deposited mm-hmm. it is always so disproportionate to the anguish that went through that it's like not reflective of right. the past two weeks <laughs> right it's yeah the worst thing about direct deposit though is it seems as though as soon as the as soon as your check hits your bank account everybody who you owe money to like it's, it, the, instantaneously the, 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 the deductions is <laughs> like damn so that's probably another reason probably had that that phone bill or something come out immediately it's just like my, it's just like so i've gone to work every day on time for the past two weeks mm-hmm. and then this is what two weeks of my life is worth in a monetary sense it goes back yeah. to what we were talking about, about last time yeah no that's real yeah that's trash the fuck like people are really getting lowballed but i mean that's capitalism though right like, yeah you know, that's how you got to make money. Well, that's how you make money. You got to make sure that the people who work for you don't make that much, but make enough to be able to get up and come back to work. All right. Today, we are doing a deep dive on hype and hype beasts. Mm. Um, Those scoundrels. <laughs> <laughs> so I think our central question today is, what is hype where does it come from and what constitutes a hype beast and i think in order to answer that question you pretty much have to answer the question what is fashion because i think um for our purposes for the most part hype and fashion are kind of going to be interchangeable terms how do you feel about that no i'm fine with that okay so the, the pieces we looked at were uh, Fashion, a Philosophy by the philosopher Lars Svensson. Uh, we read an article by Malcolm Gladwell, which was, what was it called? Cool the Hunt? Cool, the Cool Hunt. The Cool Hunt, yeah. right? And then we looked at the work of Joel Dinerstein, Dinerstein who... Yeah. I, I don't know which one It's, it it's awkward either yeah, way. Yeah, but um, his book is The Origins of Cool in Post-War America. So we're going to bring bring him in but i guess i can i can um start by just sort of laying out the problems that go along with trying to answer a question like what is fashion go for it well you you what do you what what is hype what is fashion let's take a stab at it you go first okay so i'm just hope like interrupt me if i my monologue goes on too long 
Okay. So the central question that this philosopher Lars Svensson asks is what do fashion choices really say about the wearer? Like mm-hmm. he kind of takes it for granted that fashion says something. Mm-hmm. He says it's central to the formation of identity. Like consumption, one of his his the tenets of his book is consumption is one of the main areas of self-formation. But in the intro to his book, he sort of lays out a number of observations about fashion as a phenomenon that sort of when you take them together, they illustrate how difficult of a concept it is to pin down. So I'll just run, run through some of these really quick. So he starts off by saying that fashion is clearly seen as important enough to warrant an insane amount of our attention. Like there's whole ass magazines about fashion. The New York Times has a style section. Like fashion related stories routinely just pop up in like the regular ass news media. Or Svensson says, quote, maybe the converse is true. Maybe it's all the attention that makes fashion important. So you have already, you sort of have this confusing idea. Is it the fashion itself that's important or is it all the attention we lavish upon fashion that makes it seem important? Is that like, mm-hmm. does fashion have any inherent quality? Right. Is pretty much the question he's driving at. He also says that fashion has to do inextricably with, with being modern. So fashion has to do with modernism and that it's a break from tradition, which we'll, we'll get into. And he quotes Walter Benjamin, who says that fashion is the quote, eternal recurrence of the new. So he's sort of identifying fashion as a phenomenon that has to do inextricably with modernism and that has to do with the unceasing project of getting to the newest shit. Right. The new as related to fashion. Which is modernism. Right. Change for the sake of change itself. And then he goes on to say that people who think about fashion generally fall into one of two camps. There are those that claim that fashion refers just to clothing, which he says is actually, like, it's a tenable position. But he also says there are those that claim that fashion is a general mechanism, logic, or ideology that, among other things, applies to the area of clothing as well. So if you see it as a general mechanism, like, lots of shit can be included under the umbrella term fashion. Manners, language usage, politics, art, even, like, body shape, which is, I mean... I think pretty obvious like mm-hmm. that fashion is more than just clothing it has to do with a lot of stuff and just to illustrate this really quick he says fashion clearly doesn't refer to all clothes like we can't say that everything every right. article of clothing necessarily is fashionable or is included right. under the term fashion and there's a bunch of stuff that clearly is fashion that has nothing to do with clothes at all and fashion he says fashion has as much to do with what people choose not to wear mm-hmm. as as right. it does like what yeah, they do he wear. Said, like you know, like a hat could be, you know, not fashionable. It could be not fashionable to wear a hat or something at a particular time. So exactly, yeah. to have facial hair or to not have right, facial right. hair. Um, and then, so after all these observations, I'm gonna try to keep going really quick, and then we can open it up. Pause. Uh, fashion. <laughs> so he basically is saying fashion means something, but what does it mean? It's not clear. Fashion is trying to mean something, and he's saying there's a link between fashion and identity. But what is the nature of that link? And these are kind of the open-ended questions. And so I think it'll be a a little instructive also, or a little helpful to just talk about fashion as related to the emergence of the individual. So in traditional societies, like pre-Renaissance Western societies, like an individual's identity was predefined for them. Mm -hmm. Like you were born into a certain 
social order and there was no class mobility and like that was it like society worked to to give you your identity but then you have like the renaissance and shit like that and then all of a sudden individuals are thought of as individuals and you have to differentiate yourself as this allegedly unique human being and, and clothing becomes a way to do that right and it was also a class it was it, it still remained like a class marker as well you know because the fashion fashion was still sort of relegated to those of privilege right right okay. so i think the the thing there is that the move away from just totally functional clothing right to you know clothing as a medium of of expressing one's identity and then so i can sort of leave it there with the problem that clothing is not a particularly well-suited medium for expressing your allegedly unique individuality. Right. So, I don't know. Where do you want to go from there? I, I, I think, for me, trying to answer these questions, like, what does it say about someone that they're wearing a certain brand? It's sort of like this circular thing for me. It says that they're the type of person who would wear that brand. <laughs> and it's really... Di- it's been... As much as we've thought about it, because we did, a, like, an earlier rough draft of this episode, too, like... It's really hard for me to try to tack that down, tack it down, or just like see what else there could be. You know, what do you think? Yeah, um, I think the word banal is very apropos to this discussion. Um, so, as Dinerstein or Dinerstein, well, I don't know how Dinerstein, Dinerstein, <laughs> whatever bro's name is. <laughs> um, he talked about you know the the origins of cool right and talked about and he's you know he defines cool as um he says it's the process through which iconic rebels carve out new cultural space for a given generation right so i'm thinking of it in terms of this idea of cool being um being fashionable you know and but at that time with the with the whole idea of iconic rebels there was this sort of politicization of it, right? Of what the cool was. But then he talks about you have marketing cool. And with marketing cool, that's where you get into all the branding, all the shit where it's just like consumption-based. And so for that, I think that's that's where the word banal comes in at. Like purely unoriginal. Like this shit, when you look at the fashion choices that people make, it's completely unoriginal. It's just whatever's popping at that time, that's what I'm going to gravitate towards, and that's what I'm going to do in order to sort of, because it's been packaged and branded as cool, me buying it is me saying, okay, I'm cool, or this is my stamp of approval in terms of my, my coolness. And so that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, so maybe if I had to um, like add an ingredient to um Svensson's definition of fashion or like lack of a definition of fashion mm-hmm. it would be sort of inserting this notion of of the cool a uh, like we buy <clears throat> or like supreme is super sought after because it's been identified as a cool brand like cool right. people wear it and it's got this whole like prepackaged identity that comes with it but once again it seems like it's it's surface level like i don't know what the identity actually entails right and I think that that's the part that, as Benjamin pointed out, is the never-ending, the unceasing sort of pursuit of the cool, of the new, right? right? And so that's where that comes in at is that I don't think that you ever are able to fulfill that 
identity in terms of whatever your fashion choices or you know choice in brand may be i don't think that you'll ever be able to fully define yourself by that but the pursuit of it through the consumption of those particular brands and it's cool in the coolness associated with it is sort of what cats are like well should we do you want to do should we give a little background on what cool is because i feel like people hear cool and sort of it's one of those terms that actually has a pretty rich history in terms of right. what it what it really means but yeah so cool is something that came out of like a set of black american styles like i mean does it predate world war Two? jazz um, uh no it's probably around that it probably comes around. out in like the, yeah. like the 50s but no um, i would say i would say like yeah it's probably simultaneously like yeah, yeah, yeah. occurring so cool like like i said was like a set of black american styles like an embodied philosophy and so i think it's important to say that there there can be genuine expressions of individuality mm-hmm. or there are there <laughs> have been in the past now it's sort of more difficult to to see how that would be how that would be true but so the modern usage of the term cool comes from the tenor saxophone player lester young who he was like this one of the first like rebel individuals in like the swing era culture um and he was the first person to say like i'm cool and what that meant was he's relaxed and you might not think that's a super big deal but if you like contextualize it for a black man to say that in that time period was like a pretty profound statement so that's where like the idea of wearing sunglasses at night comes from as a way of protecting the wearer from the white the white gaze like society treats me like shit so i'm not even gonna let them i'm gonna wall myself off right um so yeah uh dinnerstein fuck dinnerstein says (laughs) lester's set of stylistic choices were all about defying racism and maintaining an individuality that the dominant white society didn't even think black Americans had. Mm-hmm. So genuine expression via clothing and style is possible as as evidenced by the formation of the cool in that era. But then I think to get to what you were saying about um, brands sort of pre-packaging that rebellion or like anticipating the rebellion and then selling it back to the, the cats who buy it then now it's like that shit is, is played out it's hard right. to see how that could result in a genuine expression of individuality so I, I have like I have an example of and so I think like when when he talks about when, when Dinerstein Dinerstein what, <laughs> when he talks about when he like you know provides that definition the process through which iconic rebels carve out new cultural space right i think there's a you know there's that break again as in modernism as a whole like there's that break with tradition and so i think of like kanye right all right think of the whole yeezy you know whether you like the the chunky dad shoes or not are you talking about which which ones are you talking about the 700s okay okay so, chunky yeah the chunkers right right <laughs> <laughs> so if you think about that kanye sort of gave us that break with this you know particular style right and this is the style that that's now 
dominating. It's what's fashionable. It's what's fashionable, right? right? But you think about Kanye being sort of that trailblazer, so I guess you could possibly throw him into that rebel carving out something, right? Yeah. Versus Balenciaga, who lands on the marketing cool side of it, where they're taking what Kanye did, and now it's like, oh, that's the wave? We're going to throw out the chunkiest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the most we're absurd. We're on we're chunkers. Gonna, like, we're going to throw out the most absurd, you know, shoe that follows this aesthetic as we possibly can so you guys can buy it because this is what's cool. Right. And so, and that's where, like you said, this sort of anticipation of, you know, they saw that and was like, oh, that's the wave. We're on it and we're on it OD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because... After reading Spenson and his, when he's sort of trying to separate out what makes fashion fashion, Mm -hmm. like what quality makes something fashionable or not, he says it doesn't necessarily even have to do with the new because, like, you can imagine an old ass leather jacket that your dad had in his closet from the 70s or 80s, and all of a sudden, Katz is wearing that now. So, like, now that has become fashionable. So, it's like, that's not really, that's not a new, that's not new. It's just been. So it's been recycled, and and that's the thing with the Kanye thing. It's like the clunky dad shoes are just like like you said before. That was like the the prototypical sub- white suburban right. dad mowing the lawn wearing some Walmart shoes, <laughs> right. like. And now all of a sudden it's high fashion, and it's supposedly some kind of statement. Exactly. Shit. <laughs> And it's so funny that this the suburban white dad is now the this aesthetic of uh, of the rebel in you know the fanny pack <laughs> the, right the, it's so crazy the fanny pack is egregious yeah the fanny pack like, is trash and then cats try to spice it up and throw it around like it's like a the, little sling bag. yeah yeah the sachet yeah. no it's not even the satchel the satchel, the satchel. <laughs> it's like a but like and the fucked up thing is out the other day this just shows how like I don't know like mutable people are maybe just me but like the other day i was like i saw one in like a, a window display i was like shit should i rock that oh no and then i caught myself like yo what the fuck are you doing and that's, but that's but that's and, where the banality comes into play at so like to kind of you know go on a quick tangent hannah Arendt talks about the banality of evil in association with nazi germany um particularly eichmann the eichmann trial um where she basically lays out the fact that, you know, this person isn't inherently evil. He's just a part of this, you know, he's just a byproduct of a society that has turned in a certain way that has turned evil, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you think about, like, us in this hype beast era, right, you are a part of this society, you know, whether you like it or not. And so you walking by and you seeing cats. I mean, you see in the shit in the display, you see cats, you know, rocking the Supreme Satchel and the Palace Fanny Pack yep. and shit like that. You're like, hmm, I could kind of rock that shit. Exactly. And it's like, it's like, where do, desi- where do our desires really come from? And the fact that, and I was thinking about it too, then it bugged me out even more, because the fact that I then caught myself and sort of, like, accused myself, like, yo, that's not you. That just proves Svensson's point, like... What we wear or not wear has something to do with our, our identity. I clearly thought that putting putting that on would be like a violation of who, who you are, like in some deeper sense of like who <laughs> I am. Like, nah, I can't do that shit. That's not me. But then it's like, but w- what a superficial thing! How how fickle 
and shallow is my personality if it if it depends on what I'm wearing. If what we wear somehow is is a reflective is reflective of our, of our like deeper selves. You know what I'm yeah. you know what I mean? But I mean I guess fashion is a way if you think about it, it is a way to sort of like try to express that individuality. It's just I don't think people understand the sort of larger superstructure that's at play. You know, the larger society that, you know, dictates desires and, and things like that. So, you know, you may think that you have a free choice and whatever it is that your likes and dislikes are, but a lot of that shit is, you know, just social programming. And so to break away from that shit, you know, is like you just being sort of you having a deeper consciousness of, you know, of how this shit operates versus the cat who is just chasing the cool in a sense, because that's what society is telling us. That's what we need to do right now. Yeah, and I I just keep coming back to like what does fashion mean? And I I sort of started formulating like a counterpoint where I was thinking you know, if you have someone who is always wearing always super prim and proper and has a button down and khakis and some kind of preppy vibe, mm-hmm. maybe they're hoping to to express to the world that they're like a well-organized life together serious type of person mm-hmm. um like in a really really stereo like i'm broad broad generalizations right now right, right. but then i was like well like you have these like white like you have these like wall street bros that rock that shit all day every day and it even bleeds into their person like you see them on the weekend and they're right. fucked up right like so it ultimately like i can think of a counter example for every example so it's like I keep coming back to how superficial of a – how it's trying to say something, but I cannot figure out what it's saying. Like what does it mean that I'm wearing a Supreme shirt right now? It means that you're trash. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it means that you're absolute garbage. What, what, is, what does it mean that we, we, we gravitate towards these brands? And know, and man. that's the thing that hype like hype is so compelling for some people even for you and me in at certain oh, certain no, yeah, moments yeah. oh yeah and it's like there has to be some other or maybe there doesn't but to me it's like there needs to be some sort of explanatory factor that's like why why is are people waiting in, in lines line. right, for right. for hours and hours every Thursday morning to get this shit right. and then it's like there's another layer of sort of contradiction or paradox where it's like. The assumption is that you're getting this stuff to express some kind of individuality, but it's like the the dude in the Everybody line that, got the same got shit. The same shit. It doesn't matter how it's an exclusive drop <laughs> right. or whatever. It, There's, it, you're seeing other people buy the same right. shit in the same off-white shit in the right. same shoes that are hot right now, the same fanny pack and shit. So, right. I, so I, I don't understand, and I think we. We could have done more. There's probably like a whole literature out there about like trends and fads mm-hmm. and like how shit just like catches fire and then it's everywhere. Yeah. And maybe like that's a question for like sociology or something like that. Like I'm not. Mm, I would think that like I guess looking at how. Yeah, it might be a sociological question just in terms of how people are socialized. Like what is it about. What is it about this particular era, right, in fashion that, you know, 
makes the joggers and the chunky dad shoes and the fanny pack fire but 10 years ago you would have been laughed at if you were caught rocking that shit right yeah and so i do think that how i think mass i think mass media you know the fact that we have the internet a lot of that shit is in play now where i think before individuals like in regional styles and shit could develop right now i think the world is so small that it's so easy to it's so easy to market to everyone so for supreme all they have to do is you know drop some shit on instagram right and everybody around the world sees what the new drop on thursday is going to be and if you're in new york la japan whatever the fuck you know what i'm saying you can go cop that and so i think that based on the fact that you do have this shit where it's just like everywhere all at once that yeah the individuality that's associated with fashion or that people assume was associated with fashion has been like greatly diminished based on just how small you know the internet and shit has made has made the world in general I think you're right and I'm also thinking about the Malcolm Gladwell piece to quickly bring that Mm -hmm. in uh, the cool hunt where he talks about and I, I'm sort of blanking on I'm trying to pull up the article but I'm sort of blanking on the language he uses but um, you sort of have the waves like the first people to do something mm-hmm. and then it sort of trickles down and then there's the second wave and then by the third wave it's like entrenched culturally or whatever mm-hmm. but still it's like where what is it about like the, the first adopters I think maybe that's sort of similar mm-hmm. to the language mm-hmm. he uses of, of a trend um what is it about the thing that they adopt or innovate with that leads that thing to catching on and not some other shit mm-hmm. that they like had they had they chosen to do something else would that have caught on is it what what is it about the the phenomenon itself or the thing itself that that people start adopting that leads to it becoming a Uh, a fad or a trend hmm I wonder how like how that relates to not not so much of what that thing is right but who does it I was thinking that too you know so like the fact that like Kanye was the one who you know came with the with the dad with the suburban dad fits that shit caught on because of how you know the media and fans and everybody views Kanye you know as cool going back to that uh, well before he started wigging out and shit <laughs> but um but but yeah so like thinking about it like it might be it might be you know smart for us to sort of I guess change our you know uh, focus and look at who this shit like who's starting these trends and who's rocking shit you know like before like supreme was super underground right then you have you know certain rappers i like i remember being introduced to supreme like that um through dipset like mm-hmm. seeing seeing uh jewels and jim jones rocket and so that was like oh these these dudes are cool right what for whatever that word is worth right or that concept these dudes are cool and they're rocking supreme huh let's look at 
see what the fuck Supreme is. Yeah. And then that's where this, you know. So I think it has a lot to do with that because, you know, cats could be, you know, rocking Supreme in fucking Kazakhstan right now and nobody will fucking know it, you know. And then it will never catch on. And You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure cats in remote places are doing some fashionable shit right now. <laughs> and right. and no one sees it because no one knows who they are. Yeah. So. Well, shit. So I'm still fucking mystified <laughs> about what hype is. I know what I could. I know what a hype beast is for sure. What's a hype beast? Well, it's like God. Why do I always fall back on this quote? But it's like that Supreme Court justice who said, "I don't. I couldn't define pornography, but I know it when I see it, or whatever." Mm-hmm. It's like I I know these cats. Right. I know right, I know right, these right. kids. Right. Right. They're the ones who are standing in line, you know, waiting on the kid to drop, and uh, you know, even though palette shit is fire. They got the Gucci flip flops. Oh no. And they. All right. Well, maybe we should wind down this preliminary discussion mm-hmm. and take a break. Okay. And when we come that. back, we'll have a. Supreme representative right. standing child. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. <laughs> Bro, that's loud as fuck. Sorry, Jesus Christ. All right, welcome back to the Now That You Mentioned It podcast. We got a um, special guest named William. What's good, guys? Will Jones <laughs> is in the stew. What's popping, Will? It's Gucci, man. Just chilling. He's our fashion correspondent. <laughs> no, but, but first, wait, Kevin, did you, have a, did you have a thing? I think I'll just mix it in. Okay. Through the conference. Okay, well, I have a side for our opening segment with Will. Kevin, I want you to be the, the arbitrator of this of this issue. Will said that um, two food items were like the most insanely white shit he'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. The first was a corn dog. <laughs> white as hell. <laughs> Is this... I don't... I, I wasn't aware that corn dogs were a white. I look when we first moved out. I go in the freezer. I go in the freezer and I see a box of corn dogs. You don't. You don't. You, don't. <laughs> you know who bought them. Yeah. <laughs> first thing I said, I was like, "All right." I, I never seen Brian eat a corn dog ever. I knew Brian forever. Like, Dang, yeah. Culprit. <laughs> okay. The other thing was a wedge of iceberg lettuce. That's crazy. With blue cheese dressing on it and and pieces of bacon. Okay, that's probably like the whiter item. Really? Yeah. Than a corn dog? Yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, you gonna make a salad? You gonna make a salad? Like, yeah, you know, right, 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 right. 
a and I mean, like, and I'm not saying that. And yeah, I'm but the, the 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 wedge of lettuce is like that's that's a staple. You could go to a restaurant and get that. I, right, but I think that's his point. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like specific. Right? It's not. It's not like oh, you're not going to like a Spanish restaurant getting a wedge of lettuce. You're not going to an African restaurant getting a wedge of lettuce. You're going to like the American restaurant to get right. a wedge of lettuce. Ah, okay, fine. <laughs> So I have like very. very I, I'm warm. like I'm kind of on the fence about the corn dogs. I mean, I personally don't eat corn dogs like that, See? but um, but I definitely know like my nieces and nephews like fuck corn dogs up and shit like. Yeah, that. but like at the at the fair or at the like they're not gonna be in the freezer. Okay, but let me just Sometimes say that this was not a freezer, regular bro. real. Uh, yeah, so, and that's uh, why I said like I'm kind of on the fence about that one. The wedge of lettuce, that's definitely like. Both of these things are not regular occurrences in my diet. This was just I was at the supermarket and I saw a a, a pack of corn dogs and I said I, I like hot dogs. Are hot dogs white? Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a hot dog in about six years. That's his personal. I don't. I don't think it is though. No, I don't think it is. Think so. That's universal. Hot yeah. dogs universal. Hot dogs yeah. universal. I thought yeah. that's yeah. see yeah. this is Too this steak. is the logic. I thought yeah. corn. I thought corn dogs also were. Like hot dogs, a universal. But I, a breaded hot dog. I, I mean, not like it's like a deep fried bread. It's probably just like, oh, I have a hot dog bun. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm kind of on the fence about the corn dog. But for sure, the, <laughs> for sure, the, the the wedge of lettuce, bro. It's like, crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Are you telling me you you wouldn't enjoy that? I'm not necessarily saying that, but it's, the question was, good. is it is it a white? Thing? Yeah. Okay. Fuck. All right, so corn dogs, universal, fuck it. Wedge of lettuce, that's white. That's, that's white. white. Yes, sir. That's white. What are the other, like, mayo is just that's white. Yeah, insanely that's white. white. Shit. But, like, on the spectrum of, this will be the last thing, on the spectrum of, like, mayo being the most white shit, the most white food, where's wedge of lettuce? Is it, like, right underneath it? There's a lot of other white shit, like casserole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, bro, like, right. The casserole <laughs> shit is, that's... Y'all can keep the casseroles, bro. Yeah. I my, mean, my dad, my dad would make make a tuna casserole yeah. when we were kids. My dad nah, really make a tuna casserole. Yeah, nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. I've had casserole before, so I, right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is like hard hitting no, racial is, politics. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is. <laughs> All right, so Will, um, the question that we are trying to answer is like. What does wearing a certain brand, especially a brand that has a, like a lot of hype around it, like a Supreme, what does that say about the person who's wearing it? So that's one question, which we can start to try to answer. And then the, the other question is like, I want to know your opinion on what explains like just how crazy people go over a brand like Supreme. And like you're a firsthand witness to that yeah. shit. Like, like what explains just the phenomenon of Matt, like the lines and the, the yeah. insane prices. So I just want to get like I think. So to answer to answer the first question, like all right. So you have two types of people. Oh, wait, should we say is is it cool with you? like? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. so yeah, so Will has worked at Supreme downtown for four years. Four years. So yeah, so so, so I, go ahead. I witnessed all the craziness, but it's like um, it's two types of people that wear Supreme. Three types of people. You got the actual skater. You know what I mean? So me seeing like like me, like I started wearing it. I was, I was skating in it. I was like 
I couldn't afford it. But, like, dude, the shop, like, here, take this, take that. I had to be skating. Like, I, don't, I didn't even know what's worth. I didn't care about his worth. I just wanted to skate. So, you, like, that's, like, the average skater can't really afford Supreme. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's fucking expensive. All right. When I was on skating, I could barely have money for food and shit. But, like, then you got just a crazy-ass little, like, nine-year-old kid, like, from, like, nine to, like, 14, who, like, just sees people in it. And, you know, like, the influence, like, rappers and stuff have on these children. So then they're like, you know what? I got to get this because so-and-so wore it. Exactly. So, like, I have to do it. Like, I have to do it. Then you have the fucking adult, the kook, from, like, <laughs> fucking 20 to 30 who just, like, wants to, like, resell it and, like, take it from the kids. You know what I mean? Like, like you got the kids waiting online with their parents and you got, like, fucking four 27-year-olds just, like, yo, when you go in there, like, yo, don't buy me this. So, like, our kid's coming out, like, yo, bro, I'll give you $60. So, like, over it. And, like, dude, you're 27, bro. Like, it's, I, I see, like, I got to argue with a dude the other day. He came in with, like, four-month-year-old. Like, dude, shouldn't you be, like, being a dad? <laughs> <laughs> you're, in the, you're in fucking line for you're Supreme. You're in line, dude, with your kid. Your kid, your kid is, needs to eat, bro. He's four months. And he's arguing, like, trying to return something because he couldn't sell it. It's like, dude, you're, you're 28. Like, what are you doing? But like, and so what do you think, like, what what motivates, like, the those type of cats? Like, the older cats? Yeah. Like, what is it? Because you said there was, like, the actual skaters, which I totally, I totally yeah. get. Yeah. There's, like, the little kids that are maybe using mommy and daddy's credit card that are, like, getting yeah, bags yeah. and bags of shit, because I've seen that in person. And then, so the, old, so the older cats that are, like, I get, what do you think? Are they trying to stay young? Like, what is it that they're... So a lot of the older cats was, like, this is back when, like, the Jordan game, you, like, the Jordan game is dead now. But, like, five years ago, like, Jordans was, like, the thing. Like, mm-hmm. like everybody was getting So a lot of those dudes were younger at that moment, at that time. So once the Jordan thing faded away, they're like, how can I continue to make this money that I was just making because nobody's buying these Jordans anymore? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, see, so, that, so you're saying, like, they're, they're, like, they're, they're resellers. They, they, okay. They've always been resellers. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They haven't really mentally... Step into adulthood yet? So yeah, like children, you know. And, and like, so about the like resale game, because I think that's like, that's part of like this whole idea of like why you know a brand like Supreme is like so desirable and shit is like the fact that like you have cats who are like willing to go stand in line for hours to you know get something that's you know you only making a certain amount of pieces of, yeah. and then selling it online for some absurd amount. Um, like, how does that sort of, like, play into, like, this whole idea of making Supreme this coveted brand like that? You mean, like, like, like how? Yeah, like, how does, like, the resale, how does, like, resellers, like, you know, I guess you could say, like, kind of perpetuate, like, this idea of Supreme being something that, like, you gotta have. Like, if you, you know. Okay, because they buy it all, you know, like, like, like those, those 10 adults, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They get... Little kids who just like, I'll give you 20 bucks, sure, these stand in line for me and get this for me. Like, all right, because, like, while they're waiting online, it's like, those those dudes, like, they're kind of creating, like, they're, they're like a society within a sense, you know what I mean? Mm. They, like, all know each other, so it's like, oh, back again next week, like, you know what I mean? So they all just hanging, like, like it's, a, it's like a party to them. They're all on the line, like, all know each other. They're all going in for one person. It's like, it's probably just, like, four people that, like, pay, like, Couple like 50, 60 kids to stand in line 
It's like they all know each other. They're all just drinking, smoking on the line. It's like it's a party though. They look like they look forward to that within their week. Like yo, this Thursday, yo, I'll see you next Thursday, bro. Like, like yo, you mm. bring the bud. Like <laughs> that's kind of like that's kind of interesting though, because like to say like you know all these cats are like getting little kids to stand in line to to buy shit to go in the store and buy shit for them. It like kind of like makes you rethink. The sort of hi- the actual hype around it when you think about those people in line now, because it's like most of them are you know in line yeah. buying the shit for somebody. So it's probably not really cats who like are genuinely like I'm camping out here because mm-hmm. I want to buy this you know particular yeah. shirt or some shit like that. But the thing is, there are those cats, but by the time they get into the store, all this shit is gone to sell and so the street. Right, 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 right. That's the fucked thing about it. Yeah. Like, so maybe it's like I feel like part of the fact. Part of what explains all the craziness is that cats know that this shit is going to be gone like that and that the resell yeah. is going to, like, go crazy. Right. So, like, if you're coming to it with a mentality of, like, oh, I shouldn't even try. I'm going to have to pay, like, an exorbitant amount, amount of money just to get a t-shirt. It's, like, that creates a sort of, like, like aura around the brand, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, if you know it's just a regular t-shirt, but, like, you know that there are people out there that are willing to pay $300 for a t-shirt or whatever. It's like, you're, you're like the mentality is like, Oh, there must be something about this t-shirt that is, that is worth it for cats to buy, to spend that much money on it. But you also got to think about, it's only three stores in America. Right. So you got New York, you got one in Brooklyn, you just opened up, you got LA that's been open since 2000. And you got the middle America. They see what's going on. They're like, Oh shit. Like, What's going on in New York? Like, I live in Idaho. <laughs> oh, I see this shirt. Oh, I gotta have the shirt because I can't get from Idaho <laughs> to yeah. New York on a Thursday just to get a shirt. Like, you know what I mean? So those kids are buying it too. You gotta think about like, like right. just Texas and the places. Like, you, got, you, you got people coming in the store. Like, Yo, you should open up a store in Tennessee. Like, why the fuck would we open up Tennessee? <laughs> Dude, there's so many. We we I feel like we could be here for like hours and hours, but there's so much I want to ask you about. Like. Do you, like, what, do you know, like, how many shirts will Supreme print? It depends, because, you know, I mean, I, I don't know those numbers for okay, sure, okay. particularly, but, like, a lot, enough to everybody to get, which I think about it, the online store. Right. The online store is the whole America and the whole Canada. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, everybody in the world is fighting for this shit, you know? It's like, right. it's not just, that's why everything sells out within a second, because it's not just... Oh, Supreme New York. Not just you can only buy it on the online in New York. You got the whole yeah, Canada. It, oh my bad. Not to cut you off, bro, but like that was my point earlier about like how the internet has like changed the game for cats. So it's like how he said like the online store is for basically everybody, you know, Middle America and Canada. Whereas before you had a lot of these like brands that you know, a Stussy or something like that, where it's like you have the flagship stores and that's where you're getting it at yeah. and if you don't know about it then you just don't fucking know about it. Mm. Yeah, you just don't get it. It's like, then you got like all these crazy websites popping up like StockX and shit like that. Like, StockX is potentially fucking the game up for these kids because, because StockX is like, oh, you bought it? We'll buy it for you for $10 right now right. over. Kids right. like, okay, because reselling is cool. This is what everybody's doing so I'm going to just do it. Not realizing that you got motherfuckers who like really make money for this shit. Like, yeah, right. Shit. So okay. So I have one like little question is like, as someone because like you skate, Brian skates, like all your friends skate, and you work at like what is really a skate shop. Yeah. Like, do you feel any type of way about how 
crazy it's been and how it's like mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like when a sort of subcultural thing or like a niche thing yeah. blows up and goes so mainstream it's like the people that were the original mm-hmm. a lot of the times they feel like oh I knew about this rapper right. first like right. fuck, fuck you guys like is, th- is there any, is there any of that as a skater like no, no. I don't give a fuck you yeah. know? <laughs> that's just cause you're yeah it's, it's just like but, a better person than me I'm like I knew yeah. about I knew about them first. You don't deserve yeah, to be yeah, listening yeah. to them. But then, but, but then I'm again, definitely like you, that. You, you got the people that like that just know like okay, that's Will. Like he's been around for a while. Like if you know, you know. If you don't know, then just buy this shit and get out the store. Like yeah, I I don't really that don't really bother me because the, the more hype you get, the longer I'm in the job, the longer I have a job. You know, so it's like I don't even like now it's getting to the point where we got to cater to like. Scandinavian families and you got these, these, like Italian families is coming like they just want whatever's in the store they just want to be in the store and take a photo which is kind of sick you know what I mean because technically as of right now it's technically the, like the biggest brand in the world at the moment oh you know, yeah for yeah, sure like, yeah I so, mean guys come out with a fucking brick yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yeah. like the most absurd shit ever imagine having to carry those bricks <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you have any insight on like when hip hop, uh, hip hop, when Supreme sort of got like taken in? Well, you were saying diplomats. Yeah, like the like. I, well, that was how I like really like it. Really, you know, became like came on my radar like that was was seeing like Jewels and, and Jim Jones like back in whatever it was like oh three or some shit like 04, that. I think. Yeah, oh four. So, how, do you think it's like it's been a, like a steady? Part no. of rappers since then, no. or were they just like the early adopters to go back to the Malcolm Gladwell yeah, thing? Probably they, they were, were just they were like they they like Jim Jones said he didn't know he didn't even know what Supreme right. was. He yep. just did it to do it. Yeah, but you got like I say it. it so when we, did it when did it really come back like then? 2010, 2011, like our future, dude. Those oh, that's right. They yeah. were the pillar of that company, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like. So right. they really like, and and now it's crazy because Odd Future they were like this crazy underground like grimy vibe with yeah. like I just think about like Tyler and Earl's first mixtape and the vibe that, that shit was on, and now it's like Supreme is like I guess I'm saying Tyler and Earl weren't like the totally iced out watch yeah. Gucci no, no, no. everything they, they were the know, grimy skater right, kids right, right. who could really rap, and now it's like. Even like the dude with the iced out watch is on is rocking the Supreme shit. So it's kinda crazy how it's gone from the underground vibe to like now it's like a luxury item up there with like Balenciaga and like you can imagine you could see you could see a cat wearing Balenciaga shoes in a Supreme shirt and it's not like a you know what I mean? No, no, no. no. They're they're basically mismatching design in a sense, if you think Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 just crazy, you know? But the longer it's crazy. You just riding the wave. You just riding the wave. Wheels fall off. Um. Okay. So to turn it over to the other like big question we had, what do you think? I guess it depends on the different type of people that wear Supreme. But like, what do you think wearing Supreme says about just the average person? Let's take the skate, the actual skater, right, out the, of the actual person. Yeah. Because like we that's that's sort of the the, the conversation yeah, we were, yeah. we were having. Like, what is the fact that we want to get a Supreme shirt or we even like we wear Nike shoes what does that actually say about us uh, like speaking of Nike shoes I was about to say that like at this point wearing a piece of Supreme is, is like wearing Adidas track pants yeah like it just it, it doesn't say anything about a person at this point now it's just like 
it was a point of time where it was like, oh shit, like he got that exclusive T-shirt, bro. Oh, like bro, getting money, bro, fly. Mm. But now it's like everybody, everybody it's has access. it. Dude. Like it's it, access. It's now it's successful. Like when it reach, when it reach everywhere. And that's that's my point about shit. Is like the internet has fucked shit up. Yeah. Like the internet fucked shit up. Is the fact that now cats who are in Idaho can look and see like, oh, this is what the underground cats are wearing in New York, or this is what the skaters are, are rocking in LA or whatever the fuck. It's like now we not only see what you're wearing, but now we have access to go get it. We can get it online, yeah. we can get it through resellers and all of that shit. So that idea of like having some like real sense of like even if it's not individuality, it might be like your um it might be a marker of you being part of a you know a specific group, right? Yeah. So like you rocking supreme may not say anything inherently about you as a person, but it does say something about who you associate with or something, right? Yeah. So it's like I'm rocking this shit back in the early 2000s. I'm a most likely underground skater kid, you know, backpacker type shit, right? Whereas now he said it's like they're getting the families from Italy and shit flying yeah. in with bread like it's all over the place now to the point that the same message or whatever that is you know or that I guess you could say like that um, that idea that it bond, that it bound you know all the skaters yeah. and shit who, who rocked it that shit's gone because everybody's rocking it now also it does depend who you are in the world too like somebody might see you like oh shit like they like, because mm -hmm. some people now, like, certain countries is really unaccessible. Right, right, certain, right. But, but it's everywhere, though. You know what I mean? Like, I was in Thailand, like, fools, like, like, the crazy knockoffs. Like, it's insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the in, knockoff game is, is serious. It is, it, it, it is insane. <laughs> so it's like, they think what they think this is they were in Israel. They don't give a fuck about my shit. You know right. what I mean? So it's like, it, at this point, like, it really doesn't it don't matter. matter. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, it's everywhere. Like, walking through a mall in Thailand, I see, like, like the Supreme, like, Louis V fake hat. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, this is, <laughs> like, this, this is Thailand, bro. Like, this is Thailand, though. This, this is, like, this is, right. this is crazy. I'm like, this is insane. And, like, they, they, they advertise it, too. Like, mm -hmm. come in here, we have Supreme, we have, they don't know that it's not real. But as long as they got that fucking logo on their chest, right. they don't give a fuck, right. you know? And that's the thing about it. They don't, nobody that's what I'm saying like it's just so accessible at this point even if it's real or not that logo is just so accessible it just doesn't mean that like nobody is like superior at this point no more <laughs> you know it's like like I was a cool motherfucker in high school I had all the hats and shit right like not saying I was being the, I was way the first but I'm just saying like now I'm about the cool nigga <laughs> like, right. like nobody like you can't be that cool kid in high school no more because. Right, because it's unoriginal at this point. Yeah. Like, the fact that, you know, it's become so accessible, you know, I keep referring back to the word banal, but it be, it becomes, it has become banal. Like, it's just so, like, it's so fucking accessible at this point that it's just unoriginal and boring, almost. It's just like, oh, for cats who are really looking at this shit, right? So, like, for you, like, you don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you're really in it. Right, yeah, like, like, like when I first got the job, I was hype. Oh, hey, all these clothes, blah, blah, right? Blah. Now I'm saying I don't want to take it. That's why. <laughs> right, that's yeah. why I, just, I, I went from that. I just got to. I just got to high fashion. You know what I mean? Like I, that's, I 
can't wear this shit on my bra. So like, I mean, I, I wear it. I have to wear it. Mm. I'm not saying I don't like it. That's yeah. not, you know, I like it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, it just, it got so overwhelming. All the right. clothes that I just had in my, like, that I wasn't wearing shit, like, I'm donating stuff every year, you know? But now, like, I just got into, like, now I'm just spending $400 on a Balenciaga tee on some dumb shit. Because I'm just like, I don't want to, like... That, yo, that's interesting. Okay, so, so, do you think, um, how much do you think what Supreme does has, like, a trickle-down effect on, like, what, like, a Balenciaga is doing? Do you think Balenciaga sees, like, oh, this, this, like... This is the wave at Supreme. Like Hell we got, yeah. like we got to get it on. You got, that. you got to understand these companies been around so long. They fight to stay relevant. Exactly. So they are gonna do whatever they can to stay relevant. Like, like the the Louis Vuitton collaboration. Right. We didn't have to do that. You know. I mean. I mean. They didn't have to do that. Excuse me. Because that's they're way bigger. But they didn't have to do that. But how are you gonna stay relevant? Gucci with Dapper Dan. Right. Yo, we lose like we're losing the youth. What can we do to get the youth? Oh. That, but then, like, it's, like, you got, now you got Balenciaga, you have these kids, you get into, like, this futuristic look, so Balenciaga comes out with these big-ass, bulky sneakers, mm -hmm. and, like, everybody's, like, they, these companies been around for almost hundreds of years. Right, right. So, they're like, yo, we can't lose our popularity. The Balenciaga shit, they are probably the most egregious ones at, like, riding the wave. Because, like, when you think about, like, trying to chase the cool, right, which is what, like, you essentially saying, like, these companies are doing to stay relevant. It's like, okay, what's popping right now? What can we do to, you know, reach a, a younger demographic to make sure that we still have customers, you know, yeah. down the line or whatever, right? Think about, like, even for cats with Balenciaga, they reached, a, they reached outside of fashion to, like, appropriate shit that was, you know, deemed as cool. You look at the Bernie Sanders logo shit that they did. And I have they, a t-shirt. Like, you see, so it's like, the fact that you can, like, appropriate, like, here's Bernie Sanders, this old Jewish dude, you know, from Vermont via Brooklyn, who's, like, made socialism cool and shit, and here's his, you know, presidential campaign logo, uh, logo and shit <laughs> like that, and now we're gonna take that and take that energy, you know what I'm saying, and, and repackage that shit it's just a clear sign of them like, oh, that's what's popping, so we fucking with that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like that look, the whole vote for Bernie thing. But then see, I saw that. Yeah. Jumped on the wave. <laughs> exactly. I saw it. So I'm it like, worked. I saw that shit. I'm like, this is fire. <laughs> My dumbass bought it. Then I ended up drying the shirt like a dumbass, and I was fucked up. <laughs> $400 on the dream. Yeah, the shrinking that's, shirts. Yeah, that's trash. Yeah. So, Will, how long do you think if you had to, if you had to put a number on, like, how long do you think this shit is gonna last? Supreme, or just all of this fashion shit in general? It's the hype I, beast. The, 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 the hype. I, I would say. I would say. Just everything. Like for when, and everything. For when it's so sought after, like where where cats are paying. Because you, I mean, even you saw it with the Yeezys. Like at first, they were reselling for insane, and now it's like kind of cooled off. I'd say. Mm -hmm. That, but that was like a shorter lived thing. Obviously, Supreme has more lo longevity than that. But if you had to put a number on it, or do you think it's just going to keep going and going? I think it's going to keep going, man. She's going to get different. It's going to get to the point where it's like it's really accessible now. But I think I think it's going to get to the point where it's just like extremely accessible. Like, mm -hmm. like you know, like a boss level tee that everybody wants. Mm -hmm. We don't make those shits a lot. Speaking of boss level tee, twenty fifth anniversary, we did a fucking Swarovski crystal boss. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, I saw that. Yeah. But like. 
like I said, like you see how like LV been around for, for hundreds of years, blah blah blah. Everybody's just gonna fight to stay relevant. They'll do whatever they gotta do to, to appeal to the mass. Yeah, like that's that's what's gonna happen forever. Like, I mean, I don't think the companies like like, like all the hype companies are ever gonna die down. They just wanna try to stay relevant. I think he's easily done. Easily done. Mm-hmm. I think he's easily done. Yeah. I think everybody's just done with Kanye in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's lost his mind, but. That's not the hair there, but <laughs> <laughs> we said the same thing because I, I made the point about Kanye earlier. Like Balenciaga, like jumped on the like extra chunky, you know, shoe or whatever, yeah. and it was after the seven hundred came and and really like changed that whole aesthetic. And it was just like, oh, okay, we about to take that shit in and you know multiply it times five on y'all asses. Yeah, you know, I mean, LV even did one, did like the little chunky shit that yeah. Jaden Smith was, you know. Rocking on I don't understand the um, the Balenciaga like sock one. I hate those that players. one. Make that shit makes my blood boil. I don't even understand how yeah. cats can even think that looks remotely good. And they like, they like look good. It's just like, they look good at all. It, it, that, it's tacky. <laughs> and it's ex- but it's but it's intentionally tacky though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Of it's course, like there's yeah. no thing where it's it so tacky. It's so cool. It's, it's cool. cool. Right. It's like but it's like we said last time. It's like you're just wearing like a conversation piece. In, the, in a certain sense, point, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, like I was watching, I was, I was watching this thing, like, it was, it was like it's a YouTube video of like kids in like I think it was Denmark. They were like, fucking, what were they doing? Oh, they were like going off how much the outfits cost. Like oh. it was just a group of kids who just meet up in a park wearing the most insanely expensive like Balenciaga pieces or like whatever pieces, and it was just, like they'll go off a list like it'd be like shoes. Twelve hundred, and they go ching ching, and, they, and, like, and on, on the wow. screen it'd be adding up. And these kids were wearing like five thousand dollar outfits just to go to a park and like meet up, just to talk about the outfits. When you like bring up conversation yeah. pieces, yeah, yeah, like 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 whenever you get a chance, like check the video. Well, out. But but there's those those IG pages that that have they'll take a picture of fucking Travis Scott shoes. Balenciaga, four hundred dollars pants. Like like it, it breaks down the whole outfit. Then that brings me to my point. To my uh, see, I knew I was gonna be able to mix it in. It's a fucking page on Instagram that's devoted to like preachers who are like hype beasts, like preachers of preachers God? of Christ. Like 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 legit like preachers, and they're like up there with the Balenciagas and the Supreme and like oh, it's fuck. and that's when it's just like like is this shit cool like is it still cool you know what I'm saying like at that point where we're like Th- that's so true because it's like you find yourself in such like an untenable position when it's like when it's on the one hand like really really cool motherfuckers are wearing this shit and it's still a symbol of being cool but then on the other hand it's so mainstream that like yeah. you're, like you're saying right. like, these corny motherfuckers are wearing it so it so like back to like back to like the people the type of people who wear Supreme like it's a fourth person and like back to the rele- <laughs> back to relevancy you got the old motherfucker who just wants to be cool that's right. another mm-hmm. one of the people you ever saw that page of the old Instagram the white dude oh, the old white who's dude. like, yeah, who like yeah. remakes the thing yeah, yeah. like what are you doing like, yeah, I mean, if he fly, dude, don't get me wrong. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's like, what are you doing? Like, what did you, what did your grandson talk you into doing? Right. Or like, like you didn't know how to work an iPhone. Somebody's teaching you this. You know what I mean? Right. Like, this is all. This is new to you. Right. Like, what are you doing? And he got his wife onto it. It's just, it's like, 
What? Like you it's saying, attention. Are like you saying like preachers or like Yeah, or like, just even like or even the dynamic of like how how crazy like hip hop went in like the white suburbs when when like you know Wu Tang was really going crazy and it was like all the kids in the malls like really fucked all the white kids in the suburban malls like really fucked with Wu Tang. Now you have Supreme still really cool and like accepted in the hip hop world, but then you have like these bratty white kids, and I only say that because like I've been at Supreme on Thursday and I've seen the little yeah, like twelve year old white kids with their mom's credit card carrying out bags of shit like wearing Yeezys, and it's like so how can you make like how cool is it really if mm-hmm. there are these little twelve year old like yeah. like like little bratty motherfuckers that are going crazy over the shit right. It's like it's like Fortnite Supreme, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, obviously. Like I'm, Ninja I'm, or whatever. Same level, yeah. yeah. Like, Ninja be doing a fucking Twitch and it's a dream show, like it's weird shit like that. I hate that dude. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like it's like you even get the Brads and the Chads wearing the shit. Like kids mm-hmm. coming in like vineyard vines with Nike socks and Sperry's with their little fucking tasseling out their pocket with their college on it, like dude, like Right. Hey, bro, like, what's the cool, sick thing to get? Like, yo, this is oh, oh, God, that's wow. so cringe. That's oh. It. Oh, yo, it's cringe, wow. dude. It's like, I'd be like, bro, are you serious? Like, what is, what, what's wrong with you, man? Like, bro. Chasing like, the cool. Like, Seriously. Chasing it. Yeah. Like, the fucking Zygamma, bro, he's coming in, like. <laughs> Sigma Jigma? Sigma Jigma. Sigma Jigma is in, popping like, in Supreme. Like, dude, like, what, like, like, what's the sick thing? And wait, and they'll really, like, ask you? Yeah. Oh, oh you need to report that shit. Yes. Like, dude, like, like I'll, I'll go back to school, like, in, in, in August, like, what would be sick? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, get a fucking book bag to go back to school. <laughs> wow. They, they do have, like, the fucking, the bombs, the bombs, dude. Like, wow. The whole, like, Italian bombs. That's crazy, man. The, right. the wardrobe, right. <laughs> One mom yesterday hit me with the will. You changed your hair again. I was like, no, I just took my braids out. Like, you know what I mean? It's like they don't understand. Like, well, you always change your hair. Just call braids, miss. Like, <laughs> just, just shop, please. Like, <laughs> just buy your, just buy your three, four hundred dollars worth of Supreme to get on. And they, these moms be coming in with like lists from their children. I'm right, like, I've seen that. I've seen yo, the list. It'd be, it'd be moms just like on the line. Like, I'd be like, yo, my mother wouldn't even spend. Seventy dollars on sneakers when I was younger. I bet like hundred dollars on a fucking t-shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's how you know it's like these kids it, just whiny, but it gets it's, it's, it's crazy I mean. how how much just this one brand has affects like all different demographics and stratospheres. Right. Like everyone has some kind of relationship Yo, to it. It's insane. Right. I wonder if Australians wear it. <laughs> fuck Australians. Yeah, the the podcast's official position is fuck Australians. They're the yeah, worst. Really? Yeah, I used to work for a company that was run by Australians. They like, still oblivious, bro. They're really, they're like really tone deaf when it comes to this shit. It's all, not not, but like it's just like cringy. They like, they like, they wanted to move to New York so they could see some like quote real shit, but really what they meant was just like let's go like try to hang with some black people and like oh there's homeless people here and like. This, that's real like they, there's no real sense of like any kind of like social struggle I feel like over in Australia and for the most part like it's a lot a lot of like white, white people who are right. doing relatively okay so it's like they don't have any kind of sense of like shit yeah they're oblivious to everything so it's a bubble 
in that sense. Yeah, it's a bubble. Like they come, right. they go come. Hey, mate, let me touch your hair. Like, yeah. Oh, I can totally see oh, you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, mate, yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh, like you play basketball, like bro. Right. Oh, that's the woman yeah, loves Americans, bro. I'll tell you that for sure. You go to Australia, you live. <laughs> you might get to. I never been, but I'm going to February. You might get to a couple. Okay, so bucks. we like Australians. Will loves you. Australians. I'll show you women. <laughs> I'll show you women. But no, nah, like they're just the worst people. <laughs> All right, so maybe on that note, <laughs> I know. Yo, this was, I think, one of our best fucking episodes. This is so sick. Yo, thank you, Will. Of course, anytime. Yeah, yeah. more, much more. All right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was so. Mention it. Mention, mention it. Yeah.